to another episode of Real Talk with Bella. I'm your host, Vanessa Coppas, joined by Bella's publisher, Jennifer DeSillis. And we're joined today by, first of all, you're like a superstar. You do many things. You have <laughs> a book, you are a dating expert, you have a subscription box. Lauren Peacock, tell us in a nutshell who you are. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for the introduction. Um, well, I, you know, I'm really a, a producer writer, I guess is kind of like my main job by day and then by night, you know, I, I'm a creator, I think like a lot of people um, these days, you know, you kind of have to be an entrepreneur, um, especially since COVID hit, you know, you have to kind of start figuring different things out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, because I have questions with regards to- <laughs> <laughs> to dating and I mean I'm no longer on the market honey if you're listening happily married love you to death but this is actually a topic that I've been wanting to cover for a while because I've had actually listeners reach out to say you know I'm over 40 or I'm over 50 what the fuck like I cannot get a date for a life of me or I can get a date but who is this person that is yeah. actually showing up for the date? So we're going to get there in a moment. Tell us a little bit about your book. So I started writing the book. I don't think I realized I was writing the book after I got divorced myself. So it was, you know, as we, you know, as some people who have been divorced, you kind of get into this world of what am I doing? You know, now I'm kind of this independent woman going off into the world of dating and, um, and when I had started, uh, you know, getting into that world of dating, um, online dating had become a thing. So I didn't know what Tinder and Bumble <laughs> and all of this stuff was. All I'd heard about was like match, right? And so this swiping concept was really new to me. And um, so I started kind of journaling a lot, you know, with feelings, you know, when you go through a divorce, there's a lot of, you know, whether it's trauma and different emotions that you're not experienced, um, kind of, you know, being able to share those, you know, with other people's hard. So I, I did a lot of writing and that kind of morphed into these short stories, kind of journalistic styles, kind of like the Tucker Max, Carrie Bradshaw type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, um, that started as short stories that kind of started talking to friends. And I, you know, somebody recommended, why don't you kind of make this into a little bit of a book and, and me being in the entertainment business, yeah. um, you know, I really started seriously thinking about it um, and really started writing it in uh, 2017. So is female likes cheese comes with dog. Is that your, your dating, dating profile? Is that your dating profile? So that legitimately was the um that was my heading for oh my uh one of my dating profiles that landed my husband. Oh, well, oh wow. wow. It worked. So <laughs> so here's and and you know it's interesting because I had never delved into well, I'm not going to say never, like, let me correct that. Cause I, I want to be like fully transparent. I, my husband and I met online and I was in a different country. So when I was filling out my profile, he always says that I lied. <laughs> I lied to him about <laughs> geographically that I was like, that I wanted to be a mail order bride shipped to the, like, literally he's like, you wanted to come here. You wanted me for my green card for a green. And I'm like, okay, dude, no, but I will let you keep telling yourself that if it makes you happy. Yeah. But the reality is when, you know, when it came to filling out the profile or whatever, I frequented the United States. I, I was living in the Dominican Republic at the time, but I came to the States a lot because my mother lived here at the time. So I was here 
practically every three, four months. So when I filled out that profile, it was around, it was close to Christmas time and I was getting ready to come to New York. And I am, I was trying to set myself up for success, right? I'm like, well, I'm going to be there for a few months. So why not, you know, date well see there. what, yeah. what is happening. Right. So, um, we ended up connecting and literally like, he was like the third guy that answered, like responded to my profile. And I was done. Like after that, I was done. I was ready to like shut everything else down. Um, so, but I didn't have such a snarky uh, and funny heading no, as you did, which is great uh, because it, I mean, that, that's as honest as it gets, right? Female likes cheese, a comfort dog. That's great. Uh, which is perfect, yes. Well, I, uh, you mentioned international dating. Um, I met my husband on datebritishguys.com. Oh my, my God, he's a Brit. Yes. That website. And, and I thought it was a joke. So I signed up <laughs> thinking it was a joke. And you just went in there to like see, British to, guys to see what it was all about. Right. I mean, I, I thought it was a joke. I left with a joke, you know, it worked <laughs> out. But, um, <laughs> you know, that, and you talk about like, it's, I think it's very common these days because we are working, you know, remote jobs. We are working more of this kind of international type presence in a lot of these companies that traveling is a little bit more frequent. So, you know, to, to not put ourselves in these boxes, to not saying, you know, I, I want the type of guy that's going to be, you know, six feet tall and he's going to, you know, come from this type of region. And that's that because you're, you're closing yourself off to so many different types of people. And well, and that's the thing, because people ask me, like, looking back, did you ever think? And I said, listen, I always knew from a very young age that I would always live in the United States. Like something in me always told me that. So when it came, like I had, I had gotten out of a horrible relationship when I did meet my husband, like it was horrific, horrible, uh, was ready for something new. And I'm in my mind, I was like, I'm going to literally set myself up for the best possible version of whatever it is that I can get. Right. And that's what I did. And lo and behold, you know, 15 years later, two kids, two dogs, a house, and like the whole bucket list, right? Um, I don't have the white picket fence, but you know, that's a whole, that's for <laughs> hey, another But time. you still got time, right? But, correct, correct. <laughs> I always told him, I'm like, I'm missing the white picket fence. What is this happening? But to your point, um, I love the idea of women um, taking charge and not closing themselves off to possibilities because at the end of the day, you know, I think that we have always, I remember my father literally looking at me in like, not disgust, but like despair. He was like, you are telling me that you met a guy online <laughs> and you're leaving. Like, it was like, oh my God, you went batshit crazy. That's it. I'm never seeing my daughter again. <laughs> I'm never seeing my daughter again. But it was just unfathomable to find or to meet like a significant other in that way. So the the fact that you um that you did, you landed a husband. I know I landed a husband. Nice. <laughs> I have a very I've, I've heard many, many success stories from online dating. So I've it's heard horror stories and success stories. I think I had a dating app for about five minutes once. <laughs> once. My one experience and it was terrible. And yeah. I was like, this is hell. I'm getting off of here. I'd rather be single. I hated it. Um, but then, you know, you hear success stories too. I mean, so I guess it, it just depends on, I don't know. 
But it, have you gone, have you done the thing? Cause I, there's a lot of friends of mine that they'll be like, I'm getting off, I'm swearing off online dating and they'll not do it for a few months. And then one weekend they'll have a lot of wine and they'll be like, okay, I'll just get back on it and I'll try it again. And so they're, they, they kind of, they bob and weave throughout the online dating, you know, are, are you one of those or, or do you, have you sworn it off? No, I, I swore it off. So I, 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 I'm in a relationship right now. I'm unmarried, but in a relationship. Um, and we, you know, have been on and off for, oh God, like three and a half years, like forever. So one of my offs, needless to say, um, my, my girlfriends convinced me, you need to get on a dating app. Like what's wrong with you? You don't date like what? So I did it for like five minutes. Right. So I remember though, this you, is my it was experience. Like, yes. So I, literally, I don't even know how to use the damn things. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I meet this one guy. He starts messaging me. Seems nice. He seems kind of like a normal human being, but I was like, and I realized halfway into like talking to this guy, I'm like, you know what? This is weird. I don't think I want to go out on a date with this guy. I'm just going to kind of nicely let him know, you know, I'm just not ready. I'm not into it, whatever. A day, like a day or like a week later, he's messaging my roommate. Doesn't know obviously that it's my roommate, but I'm like, Yo, asshole. It's my, it's my roommate. Mr. Oh. I, I, I don't use dating apps either. I'm oh like, yeah, God. okay, lie. Oh so God. I'm like, forget this. Never again. That was my and, experience. You know, just just <laughs> like you're in, you know, you're so in funny. a in, you know, in a TJ Maxx or you know, in a Nordstrom rack, it, dating apps you have to sift through to find the gems. You know, it it is, you know, you have to do that. And and it's work. it's work, you know, and and it's you know, just like job interviews, you have to go on a lot of them and it's, it's tough. But I think uh, if you're willing, you know, if you're willing to do it, you know, you can find, um, you can find the right person. And I think it's, it's the way that we've, you know, that we are in the world right now, you know, because of, you know, I mean, COVID aside, that's a totally different um, situation now. But I think um, we, a lot of people work a lot of people, you know, if you have kids, you come home, you, you have to, you have responsibilities. You don't have time. Like, you know, right. You're not just, and if you are going to happy hour with the girls, you're there with your girlfriends and you're talking with your girlfriends and you're catching up. It's not like college where you're all just kind of forced together in this environment and you're talking to these people and seeing these people every day. So whether you're in, yeah, you have to meet online now. I mean, you can't go out. And well, meet not only can you not go out now, but I also think, again, I mean, at least speaking from my experience, what I found was that, and again, I had a very positive experience with, with the app. It was just that we, there was no bullshit. Like there was no um, sugarcoating. It was pretty much, listen, this is what I want. Yeah. This is what I'm here to try to find good or no, awesome, you know, like it wasn't complicated. And I was ready for a guy to no longer bullshit me anymore because I had been in that, right? You right? Know if they're on the app, they're looking for a relationship. Correct, Correct. Yeah. and you know, he'll tell me to this day, he was like, I really was just looking for a one night stand, but you know, you turned out to be cute. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> uh, you turned out to be cute and it worked out and here we are. And I look at him like, what the fuck? Okay, awesome. However, I wasn't like, I was looking for a real relationship. And what I felt it gave me was just that certainty. Okay, well, this guy isn't bullshitting me. Like there's no fluff here. This is, and maybe two, three weeks after the messaging phase passed, we moved to email, right? Because at that time we moved to email 
And then we moved to phone calls. And once we talked, then I was like, okay, well, this is looking like it's going to be serious. And, you know, and lo and behold, history um, has passed and here we are. But to your point, you know, I feel like it just weeds out the unnecessary processes mm -hmm. of the dating world, which complicates things for some people. Some people are more going than others. And the app is like that filter, right? Like that third wheel that helps kind of, it is, it's kind of like, okay, you know, and you can laugh at the response and he's not yeah. hearing you. If it's your nervous, awkward laugh, like it's yeah. not happening in front of the person where they may get put up. I don't know. I feel like it helps. It helped me. Yeah. And I think a lot, you know, a lot of what we're seeing these days online is these endless text conversations and nobody's actually pulling the trigger to meet up. And what I encourage, um, you know, listeners, if they are on um, dating apps is make a plan to meet and yeah. make it, you know, if you start talking, you seem to have an interest in this person, make the plan to meet and execute the meeting. And you're going to know if you like the person or not pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. And and, and you know what, it's okay if you don't not, we're not all meant to be together yeah. and that's okay. You yeah. know, and, and if it, if it works and you want a second date, great. And if you don't, that's okay. And I think the important thing is to be upfront, like at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've gone on online dates and at the end of the day, it's like, I have had a wonderful time. You know, I'm, I'm just not, you know, feeling you that way, but I, you know, I would love to get together, uh, you know, and have a beer and watch a game because we maybe we both like sports. And yeah. I've actually stayed in touch, not with everybody, but a, I have a couple dates. They're my friends now, you know, like, and I've, I've seen them, you know, meet other people and I've become friends with their girlfriends, you know, and it just didn't work out with us romantically. But, and that, that's a unique situation sometimes, but not everybody is meant for everybody. And, I, and just to remind you that it's okay. You're just one step closer to finding the person that is right for you. So, you know, not to give up and, and also like, also don't just text for three weeks and just have this endless, you know, roundabout right. game. Well, if you're, I, I just think if you're texting for three weeks, that guy ain't that into you. Yeah. I, no, I, no, he's not, you're not that into he's, it. Right. I mean, he's just, <laughs> like, he just wants someone to string along because he yeah. needs that comfort of yeah, knowing yeah, yeah. he's, no, like, he's important and he, right. It's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say like, that was one of the things that, you know, my, I mean, my husband now, obviously like willing to get on a plane. Like I was like, okay, well, yeah. I, get, I guess we turned that that corner um, and it's all good. Um, no, but but realistically, I think that with dating, because um, I remember obviously being in the game uh, for a better part of my younger life where I remember thinking that, okay, all my friends are married. I guess I'm the one that's never going like oh, once a once a maid always a, like what what's a, the saying? Always a bride, oh, never a, a bride. Never a bride. Like that's where my head was at until I met my now husband. But um, well, and I think because of the type of relations that I had prior, I had given up on yeah. men altogether. I was like, I'm done. I'll get my dog, and that's <laughs> it. Like that's it. I will live. I'll be the dog lady. Like I'm. I'm gonna be happy with that for the rest of my life. But what would you say um, to divorce women? I mean, from, from your experience, number one, who are trying to get back into the saddle once again, right? I think that, and especially now during this time, which is so much harder to actually meet someone. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's like, I, I can't imagine, because I had this conversation with someone a few weeks ago, like 
you may be at a grocery store, but you're both masked up. Right. Like you really can't, can't like see, anybody, see an expression, have an interaction like you would. Um, so you do have, you know, to kind of default to online dating for this. Um, but again, for someone who is just, or has had multiple really bad experiences, like, what do you say to them? Cause I know one of my listeners specifically, she's like, girl, I've tried them all. I've tried all the apps. I've been on the net. <laughs> there's nobody out there for me. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. What would you say to that? I, I would say, first of all, like when you're like, don't have expectations going in, you know, <laughs> don't have these expectations that, you know, you want a specific person or specific situation, or, you know, I think with what you're saying about this particular person, when I felt done, is when the corner, when things turned for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think if you can really truly let go and, and, and not have these, you know, certain things uh, uh, and ideas about how it should go and, um, and know your worth, you know, really know your worth going in and know what you bring to the table and realize what, you know, what you, what you know you want, you know, and don't, you know, obviously like, if you don't want to date a smoker, don't date a smoker. They're not going to change. You know, yeah. if they say, you know, they didn't just quit at the door. Okay. <laughs> we, we know that that's not true. Um, but, uh, and, and two also, or three or whatever number we're on at this point, don't bring things from your past relationship into um, when you start, you know, talking to somebody online or, you know, start seeing somebody via Zoom or however, you know, your state allows you to date these days because every state has different restrictions because um, the last thing that somebody that's interested in you now wants to hear about is your previous relationship like yes of course it's important to be honest about you know you being divorced or you know if you you have kids in the previous marriage like those are a given you need you need to be upfront about that stuff but they don't need to know every single detail about what happened. I mean, if you want to share that down the line, that's fine. But I think it's really important to be very neutral about things um, because it, it's not, you know, it's just not a good light to do any bashing. You know, you want to present your best self in these situations. Yeah, for sure. Of course, because you want the other person to see you in that best possible light. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I just know from, um, being married and I think and I and I was telling a friend um yesterday um I, I'm like I'm really proud of the fact that I'm at this point because I come from divorced parents and mm -hmm. one of the things that I had made it a point like that we both knew going into our marriage was we're in this um I, I said obviously there may be a situation where if we have to for whatever reason divorce um we will but I would like it if we could you know battle this out and make this work, um, especially after having children, you know, all of that. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, when you're in these situations, having been divorced, and I know this, like, I'll tell my mom jokingly, my mom has been married three times. It's like, girl, you need <laughs> you, companionship more than anything, mm -hmm. companionship. Um, but it takes a, a level of maturity, right, to acknowledge that we all have shit, right? Like, and we can't expect the other person to carry it 
and us carry on with how, with how we are, regardless of the fact that this person may be accepting or not. And that's something that took me a while to kind of like understand in my own relationship. Like we all have it. Um, we sometimes put the brunt of it on the other person and want to blame the other person for how we are, but that's our own shit probably carried over from our past, from our younger selves or whatever that we need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And, um, but grow in that space and, and let the other, like, listen, I get it. I'm annoying. I can be annoying. Cause I, I know I can be, um, I shared something really funny last night, uh, and I got so many private messages because I think people like run for the hills when you're being honest about your partners or whatever. Um, when people, it, it was like, when people ask me what my husband does, my answer, he's, he's the president of putting up with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and quite frankly, my husband, who is a hardcore engineer, like if you see him at work, when people tell me they're like, they'll say to me, this is your what? Like, you guys are married? Like, how do you deal? Cause he's very tough. He has, he like no bullshit with anyone, but with me, he literally pulls up, puts up with all my shit. And I, but I don't take that for granted yes. at all. Like I put up with his shit also, you know what I mean? So it's like this fine balance. And you learn that with maturity. You learn that as you go through relationships um, and as you grow yourself, right. And going into a new relationship, I think it's something that should, you know, knowing that you have some stuff that you always need to work through and you can't put that on the other person to fix. Cause it's not there for them to fix. It's for you to, uh, to navigate. For sure. And I, I remember getting out of my first marriage and, you know, the first person I became really interested in, you know, lovely, you know, situations you find yourself in and, and the people that you choose, you know, those rebound people. Yeah. And I, you know, was realizing that if I continue to choose these same people that are just like my ex-husband, I am the problem. Yes. You know, when yes. you're realizing like, oh, but, but, but just, you know, you need to like me, you know, like, you know, like, oh, you're, you're so great. And, and, but yet you, uh, but you're narcissistic and you're, you know, all of these things and these, and you realize that, you know, the desperation and, and, you know, pick me, pick me and, and the problems that you, you all of a sudden need to start looking at yourself and say, if I don't fix this, I'm going to continue to get into bad relationships, bad marriages and, and because like you said, you're not perfect. You come with certain things as well. You come with, you know, your all your demons. Yeah. And, you know, so I think um, it's really important if you are getting out of a relationship, whether it's a divorce or a relationship to to take a minute, like, you know, and I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you can't go have a one night stand or whatever, you know, things happen. We all need, we all have needs, but sure. I think it's about to like really, understanding what you need to change to be better for that person that you really want to end up with and for you and for you yeah absolutely for yourself yeah. i mean you need to love yourself first before you can love someone else yeah 100 percent. i don't want to encourage anyone to get divorced but no. but i gotta we, know about this no we all we, look we all want we all want a marriage to last forever i mean we, we don't get to married to get divorced yeah. exactly right but if we were to find ourselves in that situation, you've created the divorce case subscription box. Oh, yes. Tell oh, us yes. For that reason. For that reason. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what that is all about. 
So I, I created this. Um, it's a subscription box. Plus, I, I write a column with it each week. And then um, it's also an exclusive membership community for women. Um, it's online. They can interact with me, interact with each other. Um, and I, you know, within the community, um, experts come in, you know, weigh in, whether it's therapist, financial advisor, things like that. Um, but I created this because I remember um, how I was feeling when I got divorced and what I wish I had. Um, and I remember, you know, whether it was, you know, sitting in the bathtub and it was like, oh, like, I really don't want to go to the store and get basalts or, you know, cause you just, you want to stay home. You want to yeah. stay home. You want to be away from people. You know, there, it might be embarrassment. It might feel, you might feel shame. You might feel, you know, anxiety. There's a whole, you know, a whole, uh, you know, arrangement of feelings. And I guess it was something when I thought about this idea and I wanted to start this because I want, I want people to feel better. Yeah. I want to help them feel better. And there's really nothing that you can truly say or do. Mm -hmm. um, but this is just something that I want to provide for them. So even if it's not a family member or a friend that can be there for them, at least it's something that can arrive in the mail and they can have and they can use. Um, and then, you know, within the community, it's, you know, even if it's just strangers all together, sometimes friends don't know the right thing to say. They're married. They haven't been through this. Um, it's kind of like when a family member dies, um, yeah. you know, and you, you know, a friend whose family member has died, you don't, you don't know what to say. You don't know the right thing to say. Yeah. You want to be there for them, but you don't know. But in this community, all these women have gone through the same thing. And so they're able to kind of, you know, even if it's like 10 p.m. at night, they just want to exchange a message, you know, in the community, like, hey, I'm up if you need to chat kind of thing. That's amazing because yeah. that's that's a, that's something that I feel like, you know, women in all aspects are, you know, always looking for is just someone else to bounce off feelings or emotions off of because we, some, we get in our own heads and think it's only happening to us. And um, then we find a community that we can share without being judged and we are able to move our own needle forward because um, we're able to just kind of, you know, uh, it's cathartic to talk about, you know, yeah. whatever that may be troubling. Um, I haven't experienced divorce, but I know I went through, you know, several very messy ones with my parents. And it's something that I know I, do, I personally never want to experience um, and or my children to experience, but know that, you know, it made my mom stronger, obviously, after mm -hmm. the fact, and it's gotten her to where she is, gotten us, you know, the, she raised us the way she raised us because of it. So at the same time, you know, there is a, a, a good and a bad uh, side to all things, more good, obviously, than, than none. I commend you for, you know, sharing so openly and being so candid about your experiences. I think that, you know, when we do that, when we just share from a place of authenticity and we let other women know, girl, been there, done that, this is how um, I got through it. It's not necessarily how you will get through it, but it helped me. And if it could serve you, you know, here you go, here's what to do next. Um, so I'm, you know, excited for our listeners who may be wanting or needing, you know, a community like this, that there is something out there that they can find. How can people find you? How can people connect with you, Lauren? Um, they, they can find the divorce case on Instagram at the divorce case. They can find it on Facebook. The divorce case has its own page. Um, the website's www.thedivorcecase.com. Um, and then they can find me, um, with all of the other websites. It's at the Lauren Peacock on, um, 
on Instagram. And the thing with the divorce case that I wanted to mention is it's really important for us to obviously share our feelings and things like that. But one of the big components that I think is a little different than all these other group communities and things like that is there's a lot of humor to it. You know, we need to be able to laugh in these kind of situations because that just for a minute gives us a break from the heartbreak of the situation, whether it was, you know, a, a neat, and no divorce is neat and tidy, but even if it was a little bit of a cleaner divorce or if it was a messy divorce, it's important to be able to have a break and smile and laugh and remember who we are and get ourselves back. And um, so that's kind of what I like to, I mean, I'm a comedic writer in general, but I like to bring a little bit of fun stuff to the group and, and remind them about what they get to look forward to on this new journey of life. It's amazing. And also the book, let everyone know where they can get the book. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you can get it um, right now. You can get it on Amazon. Um, you can get it on Bar- in Barnes and Nobles as well. Um, you can get it on the website, www.thelaurenpeacock.com. So there's a few different options. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much yes. for your time. Thank you so much for thank sharing. Thank you. This was so much fun. Likewise. And I can't I would, wait to read it. I know. And can't wait to have you back to talk about more dating and more uh dating fails dating fails i i feel (laughs) i feel like you know my husband's like what are you listening for you know (laughs) what the hell is happening but i'm always looking to help women i have a lot of women in my community who um you know are always looking for support and i know of a few in particular who you know have just been down this road way to and they're like ready to like give up on everything and um you're giving people hope and you're giving people tools that they can just um you know apply to their lives right away and that's um the most important thing so thank you for sharing with us today well thank Um, you so much for having me loved having you thanks so much lauren thank you